studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Ahead of the autopsy report, the uh, attorney representing the Laundry family had initially scheduled a news conference for midday today, but after speaking with the FBI late yesterday, he abruptly canceled that news conference. Attorney Stephen Bertolino tells the New York Post he determined that a news conference would not be in his client's best interest. So not much of an update today on the Gabby Petito story. My update is that it's the lead story on Good Morning America, and it was the lead story on Brett Baer's special report on Fox yesterday afternoon. That surprised me. I actually uh, groaned a bit at my television. Yeah. But they must be getting response that leads them to believe that's what their viewers want. Do you think Brian, the probable murderer, went home, told his parents what had happened, and said, listen, I'm going to off myself. It's the only way to deal with this. I don't want to spend my life in prison. I don't want you to have to deal with that. And they said, okay, we get it. I don't think mom and dad would, would assent to that, though. They would no, that. no, no. Maybe he told them, look, I'm going to turn myself in at the end of the week. He could have. Give, give me a few more days of freedom. And they said, we understand. Okay. And then he went off and, and offed himself. He could have claimed he's on the lamb. I don't know. I was about to say, he could have claimed he didn't do it. But that wouldn't explain them not responding to her parents correct because you would want to believe your kids i remember somebody telling me a long time ago and it's always stuck in my head it's easy to believe a lie if you really want it to be true and think about how many times you may have done that in your own life but as a parent if your kid was telling you look i didn't do anything i don't know what happened you'd really want to believe them right given the stakes of course yeah yeah, but so that wouldn't explain. Bet? But that wouldn't explain them not talking to her parents. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, but I guess what you've been saying all along. He comes home and says, "Look, she's she's crazy. She's a crazy person. She attacked me. We got in a fight. She died. I'm worried about what's going to happen." And they came up with a plan to what? That's well, where see, I. That's what's where thing. I lose steam? <laughs> what's your plan at that point? Is he on the run or is he dead in that nature preserve? Okay, Hanson just told me there's a New York Post story worth reading. Let me read it. Uh, Gabby Petito's missing boyfriend, Brian Landry, Laundry, apparently shared cryptic and forbidding mess- images and messages on Pinterest, including one last month that read, Don't try to find me. I have finally escaped my master's wicked clutches, according to a report. Well, that's interesting. Uh, the 23-year-old person of interest, blah, blah, blah. You know all that. I didn't know people posted stuff on Pinterest. I thought that was for selling your handmade oven mitts. Oh, no, that's all about posting pics. Don't try to find me. I finally escaped my master's wicked clutches. Well, he might have been a uh, complete crazy person then. Maybe yeah. maybe he was um, psychotic or something. Yeah, I wonder. And, and we also uh, discussed yesterday the possibility that one or more of the players in this drama are really, really stupid. And they make decisions you can't figure out because they're dumb. Yeah. So some of the stories that have come out, and then I'll shut up about it, but some of the stories that come out, you know, friends say he was controlling and stuff like that. All that stuff is so meaningless. It's just, you know, how would you, what does that mean? Well, unless you know them, it's it's hard to. Even if you do know them, it's hard to. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Well, uh, so is he dead or on the lam? Uh, dead. Okay. All right. There you have it. Uh, I like this in the Washington Post. Complete change of topic here. Uh, the headline is, after immigration ruling, Democrats' once-sweeping agenda continues to shrink. President Biden's governing agenda is at risk of unraveling on Capitol Hill after a mounting series of delays, clashes, and setbacks that have sapped momentum from an ambitious and intricate push to deliver on long-standing Democratic policy priorities. I'm reminded of uh, something Tim Sandifer said many times, and that is gridlock is a good thing. If there's not enough uh, folks who we elected who agree on something getting done, don't do it. An overhaul of the nation's voting laws has been blocked by Republicans. A probably unconstitutional overhaul, by the way, uh, Mike DeBonis. Maybe you ought to throw that in. An effort to strike a bipartisan deal on police reforms has lost all momentum. A sweeping immigration plan to provide a path to legal residency for millions of undocumented immigrants is now all but dead. And centrist Democrats on Capitol Hill appear poised to pare down a planned $3.5 trillion economic package as their liberal counterparts in the House threaten, in turn, to kill the bipartisan infrastructure deal that passed the Senate last month. Boy, then you combine that, which is kind of the legislative side of the, uh, you know, the table uh, with all the Biden uh, administration's failures on uh, the border and Afghanistan and angering France and the rest of it. I don't know how many people are paying attention to the French thing. Probably not a lot. Not many. Yeah. But um, yeah, things are really kind of going sideways for old uh, great grandpa Joe. Chuck Todd of Meet the Press on a podcast the other day said the Biden administration has a real credibility problem after three big disasters for their credibility. Obviously, Afghanistan, the whole vaccine thing, talking and talking and talking about boosters, and then the FDA saying, well, I don't know, we don't have enough evidence to show that you need a booster, um, getting way out of, in front of that. And then what was the other one? The other, obviously, one. Uh, oh, the border. Um, claiming, you know, pre- pretending that this whole border thing isn't happening. I mean, yeah. people can can see that and look at that and think, what is going on here? Oh, that reminds me a little bit later on in the hour. We have uh, some some updates from the border. Some absolutely terrible journalism about the border. God, and I'm looking the at a picture in the half-wit vice president's reaction to what's going on. I'm looking at a picture right now. It's incredible that sea of humanity at the border. That's the sort of thing you see in other parts of the world, mm-hmm. not in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, a border update coming up, a multifaceted border update. Stay tuned, won't ye? Listen to this now from the Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Expenditure Survey for the year 2020. And this if, is the government's own stats. And if this doesn't trip your trigger, we still have how humans lost their tails. Hmm. So we had tails, prehensile tails. I'm 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 taking from that Flat headline beaver tails. That at one time we had tails, like the cute little curly stub, like our pug has, or like a big long holds you up wreck uh, kangaroo tail. Oh, like a kangaroo, yeah. Now pugs, do they get their tails lopped off, or are they born that way? They're born with a little curly tail, like a pig. Oh, okay, all right. I'm I'm not that knowledgeable about pugs. So I'm assuming we had prehensile tails that we could, like, grip things with and hang from. You'll have to st- oh, That'd be awesome. You'll have to that'd stay tuned. big fun. Please climb trees like a monkey because you basically are one. Anyway, back to the Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Expenditures Survey for 2020. Let's talk about, and this is the average 
family, the average American, da, 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 da. taxes, federal income tax, 8800 state and local, 2500 Okay, so these are not wealthy people at a high tax rate we're talking about. If you're just paying $8,800 in federal income taxes, you are a pretty average American, you know, lower middle class, something like that. Social Security is 5400 Property taxes, 2300 Other taxes, $71. Bucks. Um, and then if you want, we'll even subtract the stimulus payment you got. Um, it's an average of $17,211 in taxes, just over seventeen grand. Meanwhile, the average core expenses for you as, or a small family consumer unit, food, 7300 clothing, 1400 health care, 5100 entertainment, 2900 The average American paid more in taxes than they spent on food, clothing, health care, and entertainment. Is that not bass-ackwards? And again, that's not the super rich. Has that ever been true before? Oh, that's an interesting question. I do not have it uh, historically. That's just uh, the idea that... I mean, if you're a socialist, you think that's awesome, right? Yes, probably so. Yeah, everybody gives up all their money. They put it in a pot. Then are great, wise, and benevolent bureaucrats who apparently were bred on planet Krypton or something like that. Because I don't know where the hell you imagine they come from. They decide who should get money, how much money. Yeah, what, good. What amounts? And 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 they won't. Of course, they won't uh, filter it through their cronies or keep it themselves or and employ millions of people permanently in the bureaucracy. And the most important part of socialism: everybody's trying their hardest. There isn't anybody out there that's either lazy or a, an f up. Nope, everybody's doing their best. Exactly, in spite of every single experiment that's ever been done. With socialist uh, redistribution of grades, for instance, everybody stops trying. In spite of that, in the socialist utopia, everybody will try very hard. And keep in mind that uh, our our friends on the left side of the aisle want to raise taxes uh, practically across the board. And if you don't understand how uh, a huge rise in corporate taxes will soak the poor, you need to study more economics. So, thought that was interesting. At least you're not getting uh, crushed by lava from a volcano. Where is that 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 volcano is doing that thing? That's in Spain. In Spain, and I was just watching the firefighters. How do you? Uh, if I'm a firefighter, hey, what are we? What are we trying to do here? Am I trying to put out the volcano, or what am I? What? A, what? A... This uh, lava is uh, 1,500 degrees, or so I'm told. I want to leave now. I want to run away. May I run away, please? And I saw a volcano expert as this lava is like coming out and running over houses and stuff like that. Say a volcano expert saying, uh, "We believe this will last. It could last as many as 30 days, but we expect." And I thought, you have no idea. There's no possible way you have a even better than a, a half an educated guess as to oh, no. when this is going to end. Don't be a cynic. <laughs> they have sensors. <laughs> <laughs> they can then they they gauge the rumblings. Um. So among things we're going to get to this hour, uh, how humans lost their tails. Also, it's charming. Sometimes it's horrible. People, celebrities singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" at a Chicago Cubs game, and the uh, the crazy Irish MMA fighter Conor McGregor did it. And is getting a lot of attention, so we'll Did take a look. Did he avoid listen. punching any old men in the head? I don't think he attacked anybody, but 
Well, that's a win right there. A, Cubs is, win. Cubs win. That's a win for society right there. And maybe some of the best investment advice I've ever heard in my life. And it's all, all you don't have not a lot of work. You just have to listen to the speech from the CEO. This is all you got to do. This is according to Business Insider. This is good stuff. You want to stick around this hour. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's a bit of a poignant night for us. This is our first tour in 59 years that we've done without our lovely Charlie Watts. And, and we all miss Charlie so much. We miss him as a band, we miss him as friends uh, on and off the stage. And we've got so many memories of Charlie. And uh, I'm sure some of you that have seen us before have got memories of Charlie as well. And I hope you will remember him like we do. So we'd like to dedicate, we'd like to dedicate this show to Charlie. So. Mick Jagger there of the Rolling Stones. He's Sounding the, like it's he did in 1968 somehow. He's the lead singer with the big lips, that guy? Yeah, I believe so. He's one of the best-known people on Earth. So, yes, thank you for that reset. How humans lost their tails. Coming up, how to tell if your CEO is full of it or not. How humans lost their tails. Um, for a half a billion years or so, our ancestors sprouted tails. Okay, well, they're going way back here because Homo sapiens have been around for about 500,000 years, although the oldest remains are like 300,000 years old. So they're going way pre-Homo sapiens. We had tails. As fish, they used their tails to swim. Much later, they evolved into primates with our tails that helped us stay balanced as we raced from branch to branch through the jungles. Then about 25 million years ago, the tails disappeared. Charles Darwin first came up with the theory that humans had tails at some point, uh, basing it on our Cossack's bone. And looking at the vertebrae and thinking, that really looks like there used to be a tail there. I mean, mm-hmm. the only way you'd end up structured that way. And turns your coccyx out, is also known as your tailbone. Uh, good point. Um, I never took that to mean it was part of a tail, but like, apparently it is. Um, but why did it go away? Well, the uh, when we started walking. Our ancestors' tail muscles evolved into a hammock-like mesh across the pelvis. I know that's what I've got. And when the ancestors of humans stood up and walked on two legs a few million years ago, that muscle hammock was ready to support the weight of upright organs, and then just over time, you didn't need the tail. Actually, it got in the way. Hmm. Plus, it made it very hard to get pants to fit properly. Oh, yeah. You have to have a hole in the back. (laughs) Tail Uh, hole. (laughs) There you go. That's how humans lost their tails. Yeah, right. Really not as good a story as I thought it would be. (laughs) This story is actually better than I thought it would be. Tim Sandifer uh, tweeted it out last night, and I saw it. If your CEO talks like a manual can't or can't, think twice before investing. (laughs) You're going to have to hit me to old E. Kant and his lingo, because I don't remember. I took a class once a long time ago. Basically, if you just have long, complicated, flowery speech... Quantitative research shows companies who executives use the most complex language on earnings calls produce lower returns. And the results are dramatic. 
They looked at all companies in the Russell 1000 large cap index, so a ton of companies over many, many years, and split them into 10 groups of 100. The 100 companies whose officers used the most complex language averaged a return of a little over 9% a year. The companies whose CEOs used the simplest language got over 15% return in a year. The results, uh, if you look over time and all kinds of different controlling factors, are just true. You'll have to take my word for that. What can lie behind this? In part, it's because if you have something to hide, this is from Bloomberg, by the way, Bloomberg.com. If you have something to hide, you tend to take refuge in longer words and more convoluted sentences. This rings so true to everybody's life experience, doesn't it? Yep. If somebody's trying to BS you, they get all wordy and complicated. Yep. If it's simple truth, it's simple. Trying to hide your meaning. They actually actually, uh, uh, use an example, uh, uh, an Elizabeth Holmes quote that maybe we can get to later in the show. Um, on how she'd just go on with these long, rambling screeds to explain what she did, and how CEOs who just say, yeah, we uh, we build the best cars out there, and we think we've got the best car we've ever got, and we're uh, releasing it this year, you know, is pretty simple. Wow. Uh, but mm-hmm. long, complicated, so if you're ever in one of those meetings and your boss is just word-salading you, word-salading you, beware. Right. Don't buy any more stock. Sell yours. Get out. And you're right. I think intuitively we all know that. So the disaster at the border is clearly a disaster, no matter who's looking at it and describing it. Even the lefty legacy media has come around. Uh, what's my favorite aspect of discussing this might well be the comments of Kamala Harris, who is just so bad. We'll have those for you, among other things. Ever miss a chunk of the show? Grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm going to talk with, about what's going on on the border and its various um, incarnations, but this is my favorite breaking news story from the Associated Press, not right-wingers. Haitian migrants camped in a Texas border town are being released into the United States on a very, very large scale, they have in quotes, undercutting the Biden administration's public statements that the thousands in the camp faced immediate expulsion, U.S. officials say. Oh, no, there are a few hundreds that that have been deported. That's from the Associated Press. Remember earlier this week when the Biden administration, with all the headlines where they're deporting him and those on the left, oh, it's so cruel, we're deporting him. That was just communications that's what that was that was spin that was not reality yeah associated press saying large large numbers of haitians are just being bussed into the country how freaking crazy is that we sent the word border's going to be open they came they crossed now they're in period no repercussion no stopping them no sending them back nothing not in the neighborhoods of anybody who's allowing this well, except that they'll be maids and mow lawns yeah, and true. whatever, be servants for the powerful. So I came across this Reuters uh, article. Uh, you know what? We'll hold on to that for a second. Uh, first, uh, Bill Malugin of Fox News uh, kind of sets up the situation at the border and how uh, Texas, Texans, the government of Texas, are just utterly pissed off about the gov- the federal government failure and have to take up the slack. Clip 31. The Biden administration is a man-made disaster of inhumanity. 
Texas Governor Greg Abbott in Del Rio, Texas on Tuesday, visiting the current epicenter of the ongoing border crisis. Flanked by state and local officials, Abbott slammed the Biden administration for its immigration policies, saying they led directly to the chaotic surge of Haitian migrants here in Del Rio that resulted in 15,000 people living in third world conditions underneath the International Bridge. President Biden campaigned on having open borders in the United States. I'm sure most people, when they, they heard, they had no idea it would lead to the type of chaos that we witnessed just behind me for day after day after day. If we don't ask the question, why are we here? What caused this? We won't fix this problem. The simple answer is catch and release. So a couple of things uh, to discuss. Number one, the state of Texas has physically taken up protection of the border with lines of law enforcement vehicles, uh, Texas uh, state troopers and others on horseback, which uh, the Biden administration is absolutely desperate to focus the attention on what looked to be a little bit of rough stuff by guys on horseback. If they can make that the focus, then their policy failures will go away. But I don't think they're going to have... Any luck with that. I think it is notable. You remember a couple of times in the past when states either said they would or or actually did uh, do the federal government's job for them and enforced immigration law that they were sued? Obama administration suing Arizona. Uh, I think it was the Biden administration threatened to bring the hammer down on Texas earlier. Um earlier this year, and that group of states that got together to try to do something about they were threatened as well. I think it's notable that nobody's threatening anybody right now. The only thing that's saving Joe Biden's bacon is the state of Texas. That's I think. a pretty good point. That might be the case. So I came across this Reuters article talking about the situation. Uh, it is, uh, you know, there are parts of it that are decent, but floundering policy, floundering journalism, uh, floundering politician statements. It's just everybody's kind of flailing. They're talking about the angry scenes breaking out at Haiti's main airport on Tuesday. Apparently, we sent about 525 Haitians back home, single adults. And and a lot of them didn't come from Haiti. I mean, they came from there originally, but they've been living in <clears throat> Argentina or Chile or Brazil for like the last five years. And so now all of a sudden they find themselves back in Haiti and they're like, what the hell am I going to do here? The, the, the assassination, hurricane, earthquake, gang-ridden, war-torn Haiti. Right. So, understandably, they're kind of pissed. They tried to storm their way back on the plane. They stormed into the, uh, an area of the airport to recover passports and personal belongings. Uh, all sorts of craziness there in Haiti. And, you know, frankly, I can't blame them. I'd be pretty disappointed to end up where uh, back where I started years ago having spent thousands and thousands of dollars to get myself into the U.S. It's got the word hate right in it. It's a good point. Uh, by the way, Jack, this is sobering. Filippo uh, Grandi, the head of the U.N. Refugee Agency, said U.S. expulsions might violate international law. Oh, dang it. And could constitute refoulement or exposing people seeking shelter to life-threatening situations. Uh, U.S. Senate, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called out Biden. Wow. A fellow Democrat saying it defies common sense to expel the migrants to Haiti and expressed anger over tactics used by border guards. Yeah, okay, that's the problem. Sure, the problem is the border guards. And then, ladies and germs, always delightful, always enlightening, uh, that sage, that wit, that future president, probably, Kamala Harris weighed in. Uh, let's start with uh, clip 40, Michael. Those individuals on horseback 
treating human beings the way they were horrible. And um, I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation into exactly what is going on there. And I'm deeply troubled about it. And I'll also be talking with Secretary Mayorkas today about it. Yeah, you're outraged, are you? <laughs> she hasn't been heard from on the question of immigration for weeks and weeks. She's addressing the root causes, according to Jen Psaki. And then this one is just terrific. This is just classic Kamala Harris, 41. Well, listen, the whole point is that we have to understand Haiti. I mean, talk about a country that has just experienced so much uh, tragedy. As a member of the Western Hemisphere, we've got to support some very basic needs that the people of Haiti have. Okay. So to ensure our border security, we need to support Haiti. Yeah, what's that got to do with the 15,000 people under the bridge, half of them from Haiti? Can we hear the montage of the people uh, bothered by the Border Patrol people on horses and what was going on there? That's uh, clip 43. What I saw depicted about um, those individuals on horseback treating human beings the way they were is horrible. I fully support what is happening right now, which is a thorough investigation. I was not aware that whips, people had that kind of equipment on them that they could use on humans. There is obviously systematic racism at play here. It does smack of a bygone era of slavery, aided by reports of people being beaten, whether with a riding crop or the reins. What does that even mean? Chris Cuomo of CNN, it smacks of a bygone era of slavery. It doesn't, but if it did, even if it did, what would that have to do with anything? I, I know, I know. Well, <laughs> walking on foot smacks of the bygone era of slavery before there were cars. But it's not slavery, you see. It's uh, an immigration situation, so... Uh, what are you even talking about? <laughs> but it smacks of the bygone era of slavery. So I didn't see the videos where it looked like they were whipping people when it was the uh, using the reins of their horses, but I, I haven't seen those videos, so I can't speak to them. But um, So uh, enjoy Reed's mind. They're, they're handing out whips to people on the border with horses so they can whip people coming across. I don't want anybody whipped, I suppose, but... Um, if I'm charging at a police line, I have been ordered not to cross. Right. I expect something rough to can, happen. Can anybody explain what you're supposed to do? I honestly don't know. Is there any other option? If you've told people you can't cross this road and they start to cross the road, what are you going to do other than physically push them back somehow? Put them on a bus and send them to Omaha. Well, that's what we're Apparently. doing with a lot yeah, of people. And I hope they don't hijack the bus, which actually happened. Um, in fact, we have a report on that. Well, let's do Bill Malugin again, uh, clip 30. A private contractor transport bus that left Del Rio yesterday headed for Brownsville. It was full of Haitian migrants. Evidently, those Haitian migrants overtook the staff on that bus, forced their way out, and fled from the bus as it was on its way to the Rio Grande Valley. All of those migrants were later recaptured, but Texas Governor Abbott uh, said today that he wants every single one of those migrants who forced their way off that bus to be not only be jailed, but be prosecuted to the fullest extent of Texas law. So we can't use uh, reins or clubs, obviously, or whips. Uh, what, do, what, what do cops use that doesn't smack of the bygone era of slavery? Uh, a baseball mitt? Um, a computer keyboard. That's it. There were no computer keyboards used in the 1800s in the South.
Honestly, those of you who are the most compassionate toward this, what are they supposed to do to stop people from coming across if people just continue to walk across? Hey, Hillary, say build bridges, not walls. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> Laura Logan on Fox a little bit ago saying the border surge could be a virus bomb set to detonate in the form of thousands of migrants who may be bringing COVID into the United States. Certainly possible. Um. While your kid is wearing a mask or may not be in school, they're letting thousands and thousands of people walk into the country that might have the vaccine and putting them on buses and shipping them to your town, which is just freaking fantastic. And this kind of related uh, new poll out. I haven't seen which poll it is, but Biden's approval rating plunges to a record low in that poll of 43 percent. It is worth pointing out that Trump hung around 43 percent his whole presidency and was very nearly reelected. So, um you can get reelected at that number. It's uh, all about the trend, though. But it is all about the trend. About the trend. <laughs> and uh, and th- that poll would be based on what happened last week, and it's been worse the last several days. So it certainly could be in the 30s by now. Moving down. I'm not saying it's for sure, but I'm saying it's possible that uh, Biden is heading into worst president ever territory. He's going to have like a year, I'm guessing now, year, year and a quarter of just utterly disastrous leadership, then he croaks. Come on. Or is declared <laughs> uh, non compass mentis, 25th Amendment style, and then the lunkhead you heard earlier, Kamala Harris, takes over. I mean, great <laughs> Scott, if the stakes weren't so high, this would be hilarious. Uh, we got to take a break. I forgot to mention this yesterday because I don't follow the NFL that closely, but did you see what Tom Brady did over the weekend? Having had a great opening game, did you see what he did in his second game? Just saw the headline that he was amazing. 24-36, almost 300 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions at the age of 44. He's uh, on pace. I mean, it's only two games in, but he could challenge easily the all-time touchdown record as a 44-year-old. Damn! He's been in the league for 22 years, which means he's been playing... He's been starting in the NFL half of his entire life, wow. which seems impossible. Wow, that that's just incredible. It really is. You know, I don't want to bore people with football talk, but the uh, great John Madden famously once said, if you play one NFL game, your body will be changed for life. And this guy's played for 22 years. And they, they've done an amazing job of uh, crafting away every time when he's playing so nobody touches him. He still oh, gets yeah. smacked around, but... Well, every other quarterback in the NFL is saying, uh, why don't we do that? <laughs> I'm getting the S beat out of me back here. Can we do that whole thing where I, like, walk backwards four steps and throw a pass and then walk up to the line again all day long? <laughs> uh, especially because Tom Brady wins championships, yeah. like the regular season games. So, obviously, that's not such a compromise of football stratagems that it's a problem. Anyway, it works. Just thought I would point that out. Other stuff we got to catch up on. Um Something. Gotta tease something good. You got something good? Maybe not. Maybe the show's over. Maybe all the best stuff's behind us. Oh, no. I got all sorts of great Maybe stuff. It's just gonna peter out. Australia has lost its mind. One of our best friends, closest allies, has gone psycho over COVID. Some of their rules are are make California look reasonable. Oh, and Trevor Noah had some funny jokes around the whole San Francisco mayor mask thing and all that sort of stuff. Yes. We ought to get to, to stay with us.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. There was something that was really um, monumental that occurred, and that is Tony, 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 the original members who have not performed in public for, I believe, at least over 20 years. And the fact that that is getting lost here is very unfortunate. Man, COVID truly is a mystery virus. It kills your sense of smell, can make you sick for years, but you can't catch it when 90s R&B is playing. <laughs> Something tells me this thing was made in the lab. It seems too specific. Oh, and uh, as for the mayor, I feel like she's using some pretty interesting reasoning there, right? She's like, I know I said people have to wear masks indoors, but Tony, Tony, Tony was playing for the first time in 20 years, and I wanted us to try and kill them. <laughs> people, can we, can we agree that this kind of hypocrisy is bullshit, right? That's Trevor Noah on The Daily Show last night referencing the mayor of San Francisco. That is unbelievable. And the more she talks about it, the more idiotic she seems. I can't believe she actually said that. Is she? Does she think we're that stupid, or is she that stupid? What's lost here is that, and it was only two of the three guys, by the way. Come on. What's lost (laughs) here is that Tony, Tony, Tony performed for the first time in ages. What? <laughs> Wait, what? So we're not making we're we're making a mistake in not recognizing what an amazing occasion it was that caused you to go maskless, even though you've been one of the leaders for masking indoors, whether you're vaccinated or not, in America. Uh, a group most people have never heard of and hasn't been around for thirty years, kind of got back together. So what are you gonna do? Take off your mask and dance and drink and violate your own rules. That's what you're going to do. I realize your five-year-old really struggles wearing a mask all day in school, but and you don't wear your mask, but I understand now. Tony, Tony, Tony had reunited. Wow, that is weak. That That is some weak sauce right there. Holy crap. You know, I actually played golf once with Raphael Sadiq of Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, really? I did. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely nothing notable happened, nor was said. Back to you. <laughs> hey, He's actually a nice fellow. Very bright, very interesting. Enjoyed it. For hour three, it's worth mentioning, President Xi's a communist. Um, He's actually a communist. I think I knew that. I don't think I, don't think I did. I don't think everybody was certain of it. He's a communist, which I think is good news for the United States. Well, he's the head of the Communist Party. I'm not sure I see where you're driving this bus. Bad news for the people of China, but I think it's good news for America. Anyway, uh, more on that next hour. Okay, I'm mystified. I'll have to stay tuned. Uh, So speaking of the Chinese bat fever, a couple of things for you. Uh, Cal Unicornia, the most populous mental institution in the country, uh, released new requirements for mega events. Which the uh, the little bar scene thing London Breed was at does not qualify as. It's a thousand people indoors or ten thousand people outdoors for indoor mega events. Attend attendees must provide proof they are fully vaccinated or have a negative COVID nineteen test within seventy two hours before the event. This is a requirement by the state. No more saying, "Oh yeah, I'm vaccinated," and going in. You got to prove it. 
For outdoor mega events, which is, again, 10,000 people or more, the state recommends you can't attend unless you uh, have your vaccine status on your negative test result. But that's a recommendation, not a requirement by the state. All right. So that's kind of interesting. You know, look for that in a state near you. Meanwhile, Australia has lost their freaking minds, which disappoints me because, you know, I think a... Australia is, you know, fosters beer and crocodile Dundee and a little wilder and freer and that old, it used to be a penal colony feel to it. You know? Men well, down under. Exactly. But they now have such strict rules about traveling from your state to another state within Australia. You have crazy stories like this. This couple's been stuck at a rest stop, little more than a toilet in the middle of the outback for 10 days. You have parents separated from little children. Wow. You have people unable to get together for Father's Day, which they celebrate at a different time than us, Within because you're not country. allowed to travel out of your state. Wow. We never crossed that line in the United States. I remember we talked about it some, and there were some rumblings of it, but so far in the United States, there's never been a travel ban from state to state, has there? Well, they tried to get that sort of thing going in New York. You remember Cuomo said, if you come to New York, you got to self-quarantine for 10 days or whatever it is. Um but it is it's it's chilling and it's crazy. By the way, if you hate the whole vaccination thing, there's a website called Red Balloon now. It's a job board offering postings from companies that promise their employers employees will be free to work without fear of losing their jobs due to uh vaccinations. Wow. So. Interesting. There's more from Australia to tell you about. If you ever miss a segment, grab the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty.